before him, heaven and earth adore him. Amen. Let's just go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight, Lord. We count it an honor, Lord, to be gathered in your house once again and to be with your people here, Lord, and in this town. And Father, that's got a special place in our hearts. And Lord, I ask you now, God, tonight that you would bless them. But Lord, not because I'm preaching, because you're here, Lord. Father, may you help me just get out of the way, Lord. May you give me strength in my voice and body. And, and Lord, just to surrender myself to you now, Lord, may you come. May you meet every need, Lord, of all your people tonight, we pray. And Lord, we ask you to refresh them. Give them strength, Lord. Give them what they've asked for tonight, God. And Lord, knowing that, you, that we could ask nothing, Lord, that would be too big for you to do for us. Lord, for you said we have not because we ask not. But, Lord, we come asking tonight, Lord, that our joy may be full. Lord, we ask abundantly tonight, Lord, that you would pour out your blessings upon your people. May we have a supernatural weekend, Lord. And Father, we're just asking you now, Lord, to minister to every heart and life. May your perfect will be done in these services, we pray. For it's in Jesus Christ's name. And the bride said, Amen. 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 Well, it's... Good to be to my second home. Man. I just feel comfortable here with, with you people. and uh, <clears throat> You still, I guess, wasn't this considered below the Mason-Dixon line? Oh, yeah, okay. Just making sure. <clears throat> That's why I feel so comfortable. You know, being from Arkansas, it's just easy. Pretty good to see Brother Stephen. Uh, he was with us for about four years, and we loaned him to you guys. So uh, if you get sick of him, just send him back. And, and we'll put him somewhere. Amen. Good to see each and every one tonight. Just pray God would bless you. And I want to thank Brother Ron and Sister Connie and, and for having us and their children. Well, they're still children, but they're adults. But Brother Matt and Brother Andrew and their wives and families and Brother Davey and them just make us so welcome. And we certainly appreciate that. And I'm privileged uh, this trip to have my wife with me, Sister Joy, and, and my youngest daughter, Sister Caitlin. She's 17 years old. It's the first time she's ever been here. I'm kind of ashamed of that, but uh, <clears throat> we're good. Good. I'm glad she was able to come with us this time. And, and I just pray tonight that something would be said that would change your life. Amen. I had something happen, and I don't. Maybe you could just be seated for a moment. And I don't want to keep you standing, but I had something happen a couple of days ago. Well, it's been about a week or so ago now, a week and a half. Uh, it was actually on Wednesday, and Brother Ralph had passed on Tuesday, and I didn't know it at the time. And on Wednesday, I was sitting in my office, and I, I, I can look out over a little lake there in front of the house, and right out of my window, and as I looked out, I turned on the tape as the eagle stirs her nest. And as I looked out and I looked across the pond, there stood a great big eagle right in the top of a tree. And I snapped a picture of it and I sent it to Andrew. I said, you got to look at this. This is something. And, and, and then he tells me Saturday that as they was putting the body of our brother in the hearse, he was relating the story, I think, to a sister here or somewhere and was telling her what had happened. And a great bald eagle just flew over the top of the church and began to circle. Now, I don't believe God does things by chance. Or by just a coincidence, there, there's something supernatural. 
And then Brother John Andes sent a message and, and said Saturday they had had a funeral and there was four eagles circling over top of the cemetery. Well, I just believe it's a stirring time. It's rapture time. It's time for us to be prepared to go home. And, and I believe we're living in that hour to where we will see the miraculous. Brother Ron kept saying before I come out, we're living in that, in that time of revival. Well, that's what I'm speaking on tonight, and little did he know my title, but I want to speak to you tonight on the bride's revival. And if you'd like to stand just for a moment as we read the word, <clears throat> I want to turn to Matthew chapter 24 and verse 28, and then also into Mark chapter 16. <clears throat> Matthew 24 and 28. <clears throat> For wheresoever the carcass is, there the eagles will be gathered together. Mark chapter 16, verse 17. <clears throat> These signs shall follow them that believe. How many believers? Amen. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick. And they might recover. Well, you might find that, as Brother Randall would put it, you might find that in an almanac or something. You're not going to find that in the Bible. For the Bible says, and they shall recover. May the Lord add his blessing this evening and you may be seated. <clears throat> I want to read you just a little a sentence out of God's provided way. Brother Randall said, where God is moving, people come to worship God. It's always been. So it's always been that way where God is moving. People come to worship God. Now we know that in the scriptures and in the, in the prophet of God's, the message he brought us, we are called in the word eagles. huh? But an eagle had to start out as a baby before it ever matured. You didn't start out flying just as soon as you was born an eagle. You had to go through a process that you might mature until you come into that, that, uh, that eagle that could actually fly. <clears throat> and when the mother eagles, I, I noticed as Brother Adam was preaching the message of, as the eagle serves her nest, I got to paying close attention. <clears throat> when a mother builds a nest, <clears throat> she builds it in a specific, special, certain way. She starts with thorns and briars and thistles and twigs and, and limbs and whatever she can find. And then she wraps it in fur. That's the first thing that has to come out of the nest. It's the last thing that goes in the nest, but it's the first thing that comes out of the nest. And you know, sometimes people, <coughs> excuse me tonight, the devil's trying to attack my voice. Boo devil. Amen. You know, sometimes people don't like being around where the Spirit of God is moving. I just happen to like to be around it. Wherever the Spirit's been poured out, let me under the fountain. <clears throat> you know people, well, you know, I guess I won't go back to that church or nothing but a bunch of holy rollers. And You're a buzzard. 
Oh, you're just a buzzer. Brother Bam said, ain't no way you're an eagle. For an eagle likes to feed upon the word. An eagle likes the meat of the gospel. An eagle likes to dig into the word of God and find out what it's saying about them. Listen, this thing isn't about who's who or anything like that. It's about the bride of Jesus Christ. And we want to eat on eagle's food. Brother Adam said, well, he said, you know, he said, an eagle of God eats the word of God and that alone. He longs for it. He will ride through a blizzard for it, through a snowstorm. And everywhere when he hears there's a revival going on, he'll take off to it just as hard as he can. Listen, because there's something inside of that man or woman that remembers the old barnyard that they came out of. They remember that revival that they heard about and how it swept over their soul, how it changed their lives, how it changed their outlook. Because where the carcass is, that's where you're going to find me. Where the Spirit of God is moving, that's where you're going to find me. Because I'm an eagle and I'm used to eagle food. I don't want some of this theology that people try to give nowadays. I want the meat of the word. <clears throat> now when these eagles get to a certain size, comes a time when mother's got to stir up the nest. Comes a time when the fur has to come out. There comes a time when she throws all that soft stuff out and, and they begin to get a little sticker and, and they begin to get uncomfortable because see, she wouldn't want them like to be like a buzzard and to stay comfortable in a nest. She wants to stir them up a little bit and get a revival going in them because she's fixing to take them on a flight. God don't want you getting used to Lado or Sia. He's getting you ready for a flight. That's what's happening. That's why the saints are dying. They're leaving this body, but they are not dying. Prophet of God said, don't say I'm dead when I'm gone. I just changed the mansions. I'm not here anymore. I'm not from this world. has to get ready for the nest to be stirred. So she gets all the things out of it. And then, you know, you have a heartbreak. You, you have an ailment. You have, you have a trial. You lose. You might even lose your job. Matter of fact, Brother Ram says, you might even go bankrupt and lose all your friends. But he said, just get ready. God's fixing to do something for you. There's fixing to be a revival. See, listen, church, if we were so used to everything being perfect, we wouldn't want to get out of this world. But there has to be something to get inside the bride to make her want to leave. Here comes Mama Eagle in one day. And she lets out a scream. I'm not going to scream, but she lets out a scream. All right, I will. Hallelujah! 
she comes flying in. All those little eaglets in here begin. That's mama somewhere. Somebody, listen, they recognize the voice. She had screamed to them before. It's dinner time. It's breakfast time. Whatever that means, might have been. She's getting them ready, training them. Listen. It's coming. She walks in there that day or drops in there that day. She goes, listen, guys. Right, today's going to be a solo flight. We're fixing to get out of here. Well, they're just bouncing up and down in there. You know, it's kind of like the Holy Ghost. When you get filled with the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost begins to fall, people's hands begin to go up. They begin to shout hallelujah, amen. Thank you, Jesus. I'm glad you're here. And God goes, I'm just getting you ready. This is not, listen, you're fixing to go on your final flight. I'm preparing you. Huh? Let him fall in this building and hike. Wouldn't be a sick person in here in five minutes if you could believe. Wouldn't be a backslider sitting in their seat and they'd be in an altar. Who wouldn't be a lost soul left at the end of the service? Mother Eagle gets ready. She goes, all right. We're getting our flight now. It's time for you to dig in. Now, she's trained these eagles when it comes time to fly how to hold on. And when she spread out the Old and the New Testament and she was right there, she taught them to hold on to what they had. Listen, you've got the New and the Old Testament together. You've got everything you have need of. Hang on to it. Hang on to it. Dig into it. He is almighty. He is El Shaddai. He is the breasted one. He is the winged one. He is the wet one. He's the old and the new. She got up early. She got them all on that morning. She's balancing them out. Feeling the weight. Gets over to the edge of the nest. Takes the plunge. They ain't never felt nothing like that before. They ain't never felt nothing that strange before. They never felt that kind of wind before. You remember how it was the night you got the baptism of the Holy Ghost when the rushing mighty wind came down in the building and filled your ever fiber? There was something happening. You felt a little strange, but you was being born again. The Spirit of God, God called you. He knew you. He elected you. He ordained you. And put your name on the Lamb's book of life for the foundation of the world. What are we scared about? Huh? What, are we, what are you scared about? You need to be scared. I'm an eagle. This is my revival. I did a study years ago on eagles going through the molting process. And as they go through the molting process, 
An old mature eagle would get down in a valley and his old beak becomes all calloused over and he can't even eat. But some of the other mature eagles, they'll come down in the valley where he is and rip that meat apart and hand feed him, beak feed him, beak to beak. Here's your meat today. Here's spiritual food in new season. When you didn't know which way to go, God spoke to you. Maybe Brother Ron called you or Brother Andrew called you. One of the other brothers or sisters sent you a message. It wasn't them. It's God. Because he called you. He elected you. So don't be scared. Well, but Justin, I've got, I've got cancer. Brother Ben wrote a track, Why Fear Cancer? Huh? What is it? It's another, we had a sister in our church come down with breast cancer just here recently. I said, well, sister, we'll be praying for you. She said, I ain't afraid. <clears throat> she said, I ain't afraid. For some reason, God chose me to let me, allow me to go through this. He's got a testimony. I'm not worried. Matter of fact, she said, I'm thankful it was me out of all my family. I said, well, sister, with that kind of testimony and that kind of attitude, God's going to do something. <clears throat> they told her, you know, we don't know exactly. They thought it was second stage. Second stage already. She goes in to take it out. Well, it's just barely first stage. It's, it's 1A, they told her. Just barely anything. Not going to need no chemo. Not going to need no radiation. Huh? She had a positive confession. It's for a purpose. God's going to do something for his people. We are eagles. We're not buzzers tonight. We are eagles of God. We shall fly high. You have been anointed in this hour. You ain't been anointed to stay in a barnyard. You've been anointed to fly in the glory. God invited you to the cross in this Bible to take his promise and fly away with it. Well, just I ain't never been up there before. Don't worry, hang on. He'll get you there. He'll get you there. <clears throat> well, I ain't never been able to move my arm like this. Start moving it. I ain't never been able to walk right. Start trying. Start testifying. He is the high priest of your confession. These signs shall follow them that believe. We serve a living God. <clears throat> she shakes them eagles off and they start falling. Brother Ram said, and she swoops down beside them and she's just waiting. If one would get out of control, she'd swoop down and pick them up by grace and restore them again. Brothers and people just get too Pentecostal. They get too all out of order. Let me tell you, the Holy Ghost don't get out of order. You might get topsy-turvy, as Brother Branham said, and you might fling and flop all over the place, but if you fall, he will pick you up in grace again. There is a grace in this hour. This message ain't a bunch of legalism. This message is God's grace to you. I heard legalism all my life. But this message ain't legalism. This gospel lives. 
Battle of Eagles having a Pentecostal Jubilee. What if they fall? He'll pick them up. What if I, what if I make a mistake? He'll forgive you. He'll forgive you. Because you didn't do it on purpose. It wasn't really in your heart. He knows that. He's able to forgive. Hey, while you're down here having a good time, I clicked on just the last part of y'all service last Sunday night. And I seen eagles dancing around this church. Wasn't buzzards, it was eagles. Recognize their possession. Recognize who they were. Glory to God, if we could get the revelation of who we are, nothing would stand in our way. Let the denomination, I can't say denomination. I'm going to re- take denomination, just forget denominations. Take some of these. I hope they're watching right now. Some of these message theologians who want to take the power out of the gospel, who want to strip the gospel of everything it is. They want to strip it of everything the prophet of God told us we would have. Let me tell you, you're not taking it from this eagle. You might take it from one that don't recognize who he is yet, but you ain't getting it from me. This is my revival. This is my time. Forward to God. Hallelujah. Listen, there's been a lot of message preachers that try to crack the wings of an eagle. But he's the healer. You know what the whole problem is? They ain't never flew that high. They don't know what it's like to be in the heavenlies. They've got their barnyard religion. I ain't interested in it. I'm interested in a word, a positive word that'll change my body, that'll give me something new. Brother Bram said, maybe I better shut up. But oh, brother, I know what I'm talking about, he said. Them chickens don't know nothing about the heavenlies. They ain't never been up there. There is a, such a thing as divine healing. And Brother Ram said, you're going to fight for it. Every inch of the way. You claim God healed you, there's going to be a war for it. Hallelujah. A preacher come through a meeting one time, through an area, and he, he preached on divine healing. Somebody got up after him at, at their store or whatever and was criticizing the man, saying there's no such thing as divine healing. There, there's no such thing as the Holy Ghost. That preacher's crazy. An old country boy. Reminds me of you, buddy. An old country boy. Comes in. Picks up an apple. Starts peeling. 
looks at the old man and says, I got a question for you. Oh, yeah. He goes, say on, young man, before I throw you out of here. Well, praise God, aren't you saved? <laughs> he said, he just, well, he just kept doing it. Kept, just kept peeling it. He said, well, go ahead. He said, well, I got a question for you. Took a big bite out of that apple. Is this apple sweet or sour? Oh. Oh, yeah. Man said, I don't have no idea. I ain't the one eating it. That's my point, he said. You don't know about this Holy Ghost because you ain't never had it. But if you ever get it, it'll change your ever being. It'll change your life. It'll change your diet. Hallelujah. This is your revival. This is your time to worship. It's your time to praise God. Hallelujah. Third seal, Brother Bram says, the bride hadn't had a revival yet. That's third seal. Hadn't had one yet. It's going to take those seven unknown thunders. He said, back her to wake her up again. He promised it. Now watch. He promised it. Now watch. Recognizing your day in this message 50, 14 months later. He says, what are they all hollering about? They're praying, let a revival come. Let a revival come. Let there be a great awakening. What have they done? They have not recognized the awakening of the bride. Because the bride has awoken. She's in a revival and they... Listen, by being a nominal Christian, they know they can feel the pull of the hour. They ain't recognize this God. They ain't recognize his power. This is your revival. It's yours. Don't let nobody take it from you. Don't let your job take it from you. Don't let your family member take it from you. You hold on to it. We know Jesus did the miraculous in his day. We know that. We know he raised Jairus' daughter. He healed blind Bartimaeus. He delivered legion of, of all them demons. Well, he opened the blind man's eyes. He healed a woman with a blood issue. Well, Jason, that's Bible miracles. That's Bible days. Well, I don't know if you still realize that I'm still in Bible days. Because these are apostolic times. Unto as many as the Lord our God shall call. He's still calling. There's another book of Acts being wrote. Brother Ron just told you all these things he's seen happening. Well, Brother Jason, I know that was back in Jesus' day. Or that was in Brother Bram's day. Yeah, there were some miraculous things happening in Brother Bram's day. Hmm? We ain't trying to be Brother Branham. Brother Ron ain't trying to be. He's got a gift. He ain't trying to operate like the prophet of God. <clears throat> there was a blind girl in Memphis. Heard about a testimony. She happened to be a little colored girl, but she was an eagle. 
And she'd heard about another man who had been healed. And she said, I got to get to Jonesboro, Arkansas because I got to find the healer. If I can get to the healer, the healer is here. The healer's not a man today. It's Christ the Word. He is here. Reminds me of the little blind girl Brother Billy Paul tells about didn't have any eyeballs at all. Brother Bram starts praying for her and he goes, sorry honey, I forgot to ask you. What color eyes did you want? She said, well I heard blue eyes was beautiful. And Brother Billy said a blue streak come down out of the sky, out of the air, and when that girl opened her eyes up, she had the prettiest blue eyes that you could have ever imagined. Brother Brown makes a statement. He says, there will be people at the end. There will be a time come when missing limbs will be restored. Whose revival time you think that's going to be here? Brother Brown said, every generation is given a chance at a revival. You have the greatest opportunity that there's ever been. Young people, he has given it to you to experience the baptism of the Holy Ghost, to experience a transformation. Brother Jason, that was, yeah, there was a boy in Finland. Brother Ram said, if he ain't off the ground in five minutes, call me a false prophet and run me out of the country. He was up. We know those testimonies. and We could go on for hours with them. We want to bring it to our day. Because this is our revival. We worship. We thank God for all the things that happened in the Bible and in Brother Bam's ministry. But Christ is still here. He didn't leave 1965. He's still here. Is it all right if I share just a few things with you? First of June, your pastor and Brother Tim Prutt come to our church. During the month of June, we do something a little different now. We have a special meeting every weekend, except for Father's Day, and I take Father's Day so we don't have to have somebody come in. And then I usually preach the, the midweek service. But I'd ask Brother Tim and Brother Ron to come. And God works so many supernatural things that it was beyond my comprehension. Some of them is, is too personal maybe to even share, but I'll hit, the, I'll, hit a, I'll hit a bunch of them tonight if the Lord will help me. We had a service. Brother Tim preached a powerful message. Brother Ron preached the first night. Brother Tim preached, and then Brother Ron preached on Sunday, or I believe that's how it was. Saturday night, Sunday, Sunday night. Saturday night, Sunday night, Brother Tim preached Sunday morning. And <clears throat> Brother Tim said, I'll get my two services in either way. So. <clears throat> and Friday and Saturday night, brother, there was no altar call made. There was no prayer for the sick made. But there was a lot of people come up front for a reconsecration and a refilling of the Holy Ghost. Probably a hundred and something people gathered around the front. Our piano player, Sister Sheila, she was here during your Labor Day meeting. She had, was just diagnosed with sarcoidosis. And Brother Ron said, let's go pray for Sister Sheila. 
So while people were worshiping, we slipped over and prayed for her. And a couple, and a month or so later, she goes back to the doctor. Sarcoidosis is gone. Completely gone. Took her off all the medicine. While he's preaching, he kept saying, he was preaching on name and being cleansed. And while he's preaching, he keeps saying, stand and be cleansed. Stand and be cleansed. Well, there happened to be a lady standing, sitting there. Sister Jessica. They sang here at your Labor Day meeting. Brother Tim, McComas, she was sitting there and she'd had two lumps on her breast and, and scar tissue on her abdomen and, and they couldn't do any more surgery or just make more scar tissue. And She said, I had a prayer cloth on and I already said, I'm not taking it off until I'm healed. And she said, I sat there and I was battling a mental battle and Brother Ron kept saying, stand up and be cleansed. She said, and after much mental debate, I stood up. And a fire went down through my body. And the lumps and the breasts left immediately. That girl's been healed of everything anyways. Completely gone. There was a man there who, his name was Rex. Still doing good as well as, as far as I know. He had... He lives about 45 minutes to an hour away. He'd had stage four cancer. And he couldn't find no church in that town to pray for him. They didn't know him believe in it that he found. So he ran into a brother in our church one day. He sold him a car and he says, I tell you what, we're fixing to have a meeting. You come down to our meeting, they'll pray for you. So I told Brother Huntsley, man going to be here Rex tonight. He's got stage four cancer. All right, so after he prays for Sister Sheila, he goes, where's Rex at? He's right over there. We go over. We prayed for him, just had a real special time. And then things just started happening. Rex is still doing good. Oh, this has been back in June. Rex went and took his family on two big vacations since then. He didn't have the ability to do that before. He had stage four cancer. But my God said, he shall live. had a wedding that weekend special time special healing for our church God did such miraculous things there was 23 miracles happened in the month of June at least that I know of brother Ron's done praying for people and I'd had I don't know what was wrong with my stomach but it's just a severe burning for, for weeks just pain and burning and Brother Ron turns and he just laid his hand right on my stomach. He didn't know. Maybe he did, but he, I didn't tell him. He laid his hand on my stomach again praying. I just felt something happen. And the burning left. We had another sister sitting there. And she'd come up for prayer. And was six and a half female surgery. And they were going to take one of her ovaries too. And she had a cyst on it. She goes, I just want that when the doctor goes in there, both those ovaries would be normal. And I'll get to keep them both. She did. Because he is faithful. <clears throat> Friday night, we were sitting at a, around a campfire at my brother's house. And we were all there. And there were some other believers that showed up there. And 
It wasn't my house. It was my brother's. But something kept pressing me. Have Brother Tim tell about that campfire that they set around after youth camp. And I knew there was a brother there who was struggling. And I just kept fighting. Oh, this ain't my house. This ain't my house. Finally, Brother Tim stands up and he walks behind a chair and he's just, you know, kind of like stretching his legs. I said, hey, Brother Tim, won't you tell about the campfire testimonies? God moved on the man that night. The man comes in the prayer line, needed deliverance. Listen, God knows how to get us. He knows how to deliver us. He knows how to speak to us. You can't orchestrate these things. We had another brother in the hospital that same weekend and his legs were all swelled up and didn't even know from what. And they was running all kinds of blood work and they wasn't sure what was wrong with it. The very next morning, Sunday morning, his legs had went down to normal and they released him from the hospital. There was two other men who wasn't even part of our church. They were not, maybe nominal believers at best. One of them's heart had stopped beating for 39 minutes and they pulled the plug on him and he woke up. Set up in bed, dismissed him from the hospital. The next man was on a ventilator, they dismissed him from the hospital. We had another brother in our church who was in the hospital, and that Sunday morning, AFib left him. Heart went right back to room. Then we had an elder. Listen, that's a lot of things happen on one weekend. One weekend. So far. Bride's revival. Remember, this is our time. This is our time to receive the word. It's your time to receive the gospel. It's your time to receive your healing. We had an elderly sister sitting there come up. She said, Brother Jason, I've been having double vision. We prayed for her. She went back to her seat. When she got back to her seat, she was healed and hasn't had any more. Sister Kalina, which the one that was miraculously delivered at the youth camp of a demon, she was sitting there with a migraine that Sunday morning and they were singing, there's power in the blood. It left her. Not only did it leave her, but she had a grandbaby that wasn't born yet that had a hole in his heart. And when the baby was born, she was claiming deliverance for it. When the baby was born, he didn't have a hole anymore because God can heal even on the inside of a womb. We had another sister that weekend healed with stomach trouble. The next weekend, Brother Jewel Thorny would come. And Brother Jewel was still really weak himself. It was only his second time to hold a meeting since he'd come off, come back on the field. We had a young lady there in our church in early 20s. She was in nursing school, had to drop out because... She couldn't stand school because of AFib. It would, her heart would just stop almost. And then it would spike and just go crazy things. And <clears throat> needed a pacemaker and everything. And she'd come up in the prayer line. Brother Jewel, you know him. Even sick as he could be, God honored that prayer. Girl has been completely delivered of AFib. Another sister come up with a suicide devil on her. God delivered her right then too. The next weekend, I preached. And then the following weekend, Brother Craig Boer come and preached. We have a sister who's had foot surgery, a couple of them maybe, and has been, been uh, hurting again. She had them like 10 or 12 years ago, sitting there in the service. And that's the preaching of the word. 
It don't have to just be laid on the hands. We believe in that. But it can be at the preaching. He sent his word and he healed them. And at the preaching of the word, that pain left their body. My sister-in-law was healed sitting in her seat that weekend at just the preaching of the word. The last weekend, we liked saving the best for last. Brother Andrew come and preached. Somebody believes it anyhow. I'm not sure who said that, but it might have been his mama or grandma. He come and prays. Our song leader had been battling dizziness while he was leading the service and left him. And the service leaves him. My wife was sitting there battling fibromyalgia from which the tick bite had left her from a few years ago when God healed her of that chronic fatigue. And she was sitting there battling pain in her body while she was sitting in the service. And, and Andrew was telling the story of how the children of Israel, how they left out of Egypt, all they needed to do was get through the desert. <clears throat> and she said, what's this pain to God? And a feeling come all through her body and all the pain left with it. We serve a supernatural God. See, I don't care what your problem is tonight. It's not too big for God. This is your revival. It's up to you whether you've asked God when they ask you to ask God. Had another sister sitting there with blood pressure just through the roof. Been going crazy for weeks. Delivered. Delivered. You want to talk about a revival in Hardy? We've been having one. But this has everything been lost. Oh no, it's been a fight. Because Brother Ram said we was going to have a fight. It wasn't going to be easy. Because once all the blessing pours out, the devil gets mad. But as Brother Sam sang a while ago, he's picking on us because he's scared of us. He knows you're the real deal. Kind of like that stewardess told you on the airline that time. I want you to pray for this turbulence coming up. Well, there's a guy in front of us that's a, that's a preacher too. She goes, but you're the real deal. See, God knows. God lets people see what's on the inside of you sometimes. He let them see a light around you, Brother Sam. You didn't know it. But we're children of the light because we're eagles of God. We're not called to be down here messing around with Lady Oisea. We're called to take a step up. This is your time. You're going to fight with everything that's within you. You're going to leave here tonight and say, this is my day. This is my deliverance. This is my hour. Can I go on a little bit? Couple months ago, I had a dream. But just an ain't a prophet here to interpret. This one didn't need any interpretation. It's pretty plain. I dreamed that my upper cervical doctor, whom I'm pretty good friends with, was out on my road in his old trunk that he is restoring. 
<clears throat> and he was looking for parts. <clears throat> you don't come out on my road looking for parts for that old of a truck because they ain't out there. There's a salvage yard out there, but it ain't got them kind of parts. By a 1940-something pickup. And I wake up at 5 or 620, 620-something. And I look over at my phone, and I had a text from this doctor. He sent it at 544. I guess he couldn't wait. I'm glad he didn't send it at 315 when, when he was awake and had all this come to him. <clears throat> he just sends this text out. I woke at 315 this morning. With a burden this morning. This was back when school was just starting. I know that many children in school and God's people have been sent in a similar burden to pray over our children and loved ones. I feel like the Holy Spirit sent a different burden through, though. <clears throat> Instead of praying over the millions of children and staff and church staff and people in public places, my burden is for less people, far less people. My burden, the Holy Spirit revealed to me, was to pray a simple for a simple few. He said, the prayer is for the lost and devil-possessed who would commit those terrible crimes of taking machine guns into schools and mowing down children. He said, there's, not, there's only a handful of these kind of people. He said, and I pray that Satan, when Satan entered these few people, they'd walk into a public place. When they'd open the door, the Holy Spirit of God would stop them in their tracks. And as the Holy Spirit would enter into them, he would wash them clean. Snow white clean. He's got my attention. It's 6.20 in the morning. I'm going, my goodness. He said, and let them know. Go ahead and enter. But don't do any harm. And they would enter into their places where they were going to mow down the people. And they would testify how God just saved them. And just stop them from doing what they were going to do to harm God's children. God knows you, knows, knows you all, know all people's hearts. And you can change the people's hearts. Now he's actually praying almost in this text. Change these few people. Pour out your blood over us and your children, Lord. Save them, protect them, convict them when they would do us harm. Save them and from the and convict them, convict our leaders and save them. Cause the scales to fall from our eyes that we may see that man's laws cannot fix wicked hearts. This guy ain't a preacher. He said, let them see you're the only one that can change men's hearts. Open their minds to the truth. Lord, and let our leaders start speaking your truth versus playing into the hands of Satan. Forgive me of any sins I have, Lord, and wash me of any pride or lust of the flesh that would inhibit my prayer from being answered. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me and providing a way for us to be with you. I love you and thank you, amen. Reading this at 620 in the morning, and immediately my mind goes to the Welsh Revival. And I texted him back and I said, what a burden. May God answer that prayer. What a changing experience that would be. I said, I was just dreaming about you. And you drove your old truck up here, your old truck up here to my place looking for parts. 
Think this dream needs interpreting? You're looking for parts. And then I awake and see your text. I said, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of the Welsh Revival from Wales in 1904. But I'm going to send you a clip that I've read. So I copied it out of the message. Sent it to him. How Brother Benham talks about in the Welsh Revival, he said there was a time of jubilee time for the Welsh people. And, and he said it just started in a bunch of illiterate people. I sent him several paragraphs of it. I wanted to get him the part. He's looking for parts. I had the part. If he could just grasp the part, this is what he needed to restore the old trunk. Brother Adam goes on, you know, he talks about how the people would put men under ditches and in tables. They'd go in and pray and people would fall under the convicting power of God. When they'd go across the culvert or into a restaurant. And he went on to the city and asked for permission to ask the blessing at the table when the dinner was served. He said, Lord God, bring conviction to every man or woman that sits at this table. <clears throat> And I said, that's the kind, and Brother Adam goes, that's the kind of revival that we need tonight where God gets out amongst the people. When he gets out amongst the people, people begin having a revival. Let me just declare something to you right now. He's amongst the people. He's been amongst you now for months. He's been stirring the nest up. He's getting us ready for a translation. He's getting us ready for one final flight. I didn't know if he'd respond back or not. I thought that might have choked him. He texts back, that is awesome. And I love it. And it's 100% exactly right. He may never accept the fullness of the message of the hour. But Hattie Wright just said the right word. She said, Brother Branham, that's nothing but the truth. And this doctor said, that's exactly right. God can change the direction of the nation if he, he wants to do it. We need to call down fire from heaven. Set it loose on this place so people are saved and hear the name of Jesus preached boldly. Keep doing it, Jason. Here's the part that made me happy. You're one of the chosen few who I know personally who isn't ashamed. God used a Baptist man to speak to me. God could do that, yeah. And he used a message believer to give a part to the Baptist man. Huh? That's the kind of God we're serving tonight. A God who cares and understands. He knows everything we have need of. He knows every battle we're going through. Two Sundays ago, be three Sundays this Sunday, I was, I was preaching. 
And at the end of the service, something just happened. Three-fourths of the congregation standing up praising the Lord. And there was a young lady sitting right back there in the back. And she was addicted to meth. I never called her name. I, I know her well. And I said, this could be your day of freedom. This could be the last day if you believe it. That's any of us. This could be the last time. This could be the last struggle. It could be the last time you're tempted by pornography. It could be the last time you go there. And immediately I turned. Her brother was sitting right there on the third row. He's 50 years old, I think. He's been smoking for 36 years. And I looked at him, and before I knew it, I just said his name. And I said, Richard, this can be your night. This can be your day where you never battle that habit again. You're to make a vow to God. He stumped out of his pew and said, I promise, I promise. I said, don't go back on it. You made a promise, don't go back on it. I spoke to him last Sunday, still no cigarettes two weeks later. Oh, he said, I smoked for 36 years. I don't care how long you smoke. I don't care how long you may have drank. I don't care how many years you've been addicted. You're an eagle. You don't belong in that barnyard. Brother Jason, I don't believe this message. I just come to church because my husband does or my wife does. Keep coming. Keep coming, because you're coming in. Because the husband sanctified the wife, and the wife sanctified the husband. Just keep coming to church. I ain't, I ain't, listen, I ain't being judgmental towards you. You might live any kind of lifestyle. Keep coming. Don't quit coming to church. Brother Jason, but this one's never quit this, and that one's never quit that. Let me get into your life. Jesus said, he is without sin, cast the first stone. I ain't here to pick up stones and throw. I'm here to spread the net tonight and tell you, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Miracles can take place. Let me just tell you what's going to happen. There's going to be miracles happening in your home. There's going to be loved ones saved in your home. There's going to be those that struggle for years delivered. Heart trouble's going to leave you. Back trouble's going to leave you. Sugar diabetes can leave you. Bro, listen, that's just all generic. No, it's part of our revival. Healing is the whose bread? How many children we have? You eagles. We're going to keep flying like eagles. We ain't going to give up. About four years ago, I was at Louisiana camp. Sister Connie was sick. Sarcoidosis. My wife was sick. 
had Rocky Mountain tick fever and causing her all kinds of trouble. You all, most of y'all know that. Brother Ron's preaching that Saturday night, I think it was, or Friday night. And he looks out there and he says, Sister Connie, Sister Joy, they were sitting close to each other. I see the pillar of fire over you right now. They're both healed tonight. Because that's the kind of healer he is. I'd never heard of sarcoidosis. The sister Connie got it. And then the devil tried to give it to me. Well, thanks be to God. I went to the doctor the other day just for a checkup, just because it's routine. We ain't had an x-ray in a year. We better do an x-ray and make sure that stuff's still not in there. I was like, it ain't going to be in there. Click, click, click. Clear. Blood work, perfect. You know why? He's still the healer. He's still a miracle worker. This is my revival. I'm eating upon the unfailing body word of the Son of Man, Christ. This ain't a man's words. How long have I been up here? Not very long. I think you're telling us the word. All I know to tell you, church, is I shared this with Brother Ron just the other day. I was out praying just a couple of months ago, maybe now. I was sitting out on the pond bank just fishing, crying and praying, Lord, what would you want me to tell your people this morning or in the morning? I had a whole bunch of notes, but I wasn't interested in the notes. I want to know what he wanted me to say. Notes could have been me, but Lord, what do you want me to say? And these words fell out of my mouth. Tell them I'm coming soon. Or they know that, but they don't know how soon. The story may be old, but it's still true tonight. And as long as it's been almost two months down, I begin watching, watching the stirring in the vest. Watching things begin to happen and take place amongst the bride of Jesus Christ. There are miraculous things happening amongst the bride. What's he doing, brother? They said, getting you ready because it's going home time. We're fixing to fly out of here. You are an eagle. Glory to God. You've been predestinated for this hour. You've been predestinated to shine. Call, place. You're adopted. You recognize who you was. Brother Ram said, when you recognize that what you were eating was buzzard food and you laid it aside and you recognize what you was hearing was eagle food, you heard from your theophany. And if you recognize that, that is a sign to you. He just told you who you was. Brother Jason, I don't know if I'm going to make it. What have you been hearing? What have you recognized? One man listened to a tape and he said, Look to the other man. He said, that man called me a buzzard. 
said, that's strange. I just heard the same tape. What did he say about you? He said, I was an eagle. I'm an eagle. And if I'm an eagle, I'm going to get eagle food. And this message is eagle food. And the power and the miraculous things of God are eagle food. So if the theologians are still watching, if you don't like it now, you ain't going to like it in heaven. Brother Jason, we don't need all that screaming and shouting. Hold on. Hold on. My prophet said in the invisible union, this is the only time that the word can bring forth. Brother Jason, you scream too much. You wait till I get in glory. You wait till my voice don't get hoarse anymore. You wait till I got a brand new set of knees and a brand new back and Oh, glory to God, I can speak in tongues. Listen, church, there's a move going home. This is my time. Devil don't like no praising God. But we don't care what the devil don't like. We ought to praise him with all of our might. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Boo devil. Boo devil. One more second. One more second. I'm, pull, I'm trying to parachute. One more second. You people's pulling too good. Keep it up. We got one more service to go. Jason, what if I leave this service and I feel like I got victory? And you got it. What about it tonight or tomorrow? I fall. Expect to see you here tomorrow night. Just because you fall, don't quit coming to church. Don't quit praying. Don't quit believing. Keep coming back to the well. I've been to the altar 15 times. Keep coming until you get rid of you. But if I fall, what's going to happen? Remember what Brother M said? Mama Eagle's going to be right there to swoop down. Pick you back up. Jesus said this as musicians come. Jesus said this. All all that the Father has given me will come and I shall not lose one of them. And as much as you've done it unto the least of these, you've done it unto me. Lord, when did we bless you? When did we do that for you? When did we visit you? When did we feed you? You've done it unto my child. You've done it unto an eagle. Brother Bram said, believers lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. And Brother Bram said, that's eagle to eagle. Here he goes. 
God's people. And the scripture said, touch not mine anointed. And the prophet of God comes on and goes, and now you're the anointed children of God. You're the anointed in this hour. Listen, the word and spirit has come back upon you. Whatever you say. You can have it. Let's sing. I'll keep preaching if we don't sing something. Heavenly Father, I come, don't have much to offer, only one. I'm humbled by all that you've done. And even though I walk through the valley, I don't have to fear. You have called me from the start to gladness I have you. What more could I want? Raise my faith a little higher. Set my spirit on fire. Oh, asking you to move. Yes, Lord. You're the God of restoration, the one who gives salvation. Oh, let revival come, let revival come. You are the God. Let's take it up. Yes, take it up. Can you see? You are the God who calms the sea. Oh, the same God who heals me. You are the one who makes me strong. Oh, and even though I walk through the valley, oh, I don't have to fear. Na 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 na. You have called me from sorrow. Too glad I have you. What more could I want? So raise my faith a little higher. Or set my spirit on fire. Lord, let revival come. Oh, you're the God of restoration. The one who gives salvation. It's our time. It's not a day that's coming. It's our time. We're not waiting for it. It's right here. And if this is our time, well, let's have a time. We've been anointed to fly higher. I heard the prophet say today, what good is it going to do you if you can't see when you get up there? We know where we're going. We know where we came from and we know where we're going. Let's let revival come in our hearts. Heavenly Father, I come. Don't have much to offer, Holy One. I'm humbled by all that you've done. 
to fear Ooh, You have called me from my sorrow To gladness I have you What more could I want So raise my faith a little higher Or set my spirit on fire about our praise. Every praise is to our God. Every word of worship with one accord. Every praise, every praise is to our God. Every praise is to our God. 
Lord. 
Far away. 
Jesus Christ over and there are miracles that have happened and there are miracles that are on the way last weekend you were witnesses to miracle after miracle after miracle some of you didn't know this some of you did know this but brother Seth has been going through a battle going through a battle had kidney stones and all kinds of things the doctors didn't know what was going on but they did all kinds of tests and when they did a test, they said, we've seen something on your lungs. Is that right? They said, they've seen something on his lungs. And they wanted to do further testing. They weren't sure what it was, but you know what your mind goes to. You know what your mind goes to. So this week he had a CAT scan after a demon was rebuked that was choking his life out of him. This week they did a CAT scan. And on Wednesday, they said his lungs are completely clear. What demon? What sickness? Come on, somebody. What devil's going to hold your prodigals back? What cancer's going to hold you down? Cancer has no hold on this bride's revival. It's tried to crab its way around us, but we rebuke that name. We rebuke that devil in the name of Jesus Christ. He has no legal authority to touch us. This is our revival. This is our moment. We're here. We're here. It's not coming, it's here. We're eagles. We're born to fly higher. Anointed to fly higher. The winds of faith are taking off. Lives are being restored. Parts were being restored back in a dream. There's been parts of your family that are sitting in the building tonight that were restored because of a part of a message coming by their way. But I don't believe just part of it's coming by their way. I believe all of it's coming by their way. When that which is perfect is come, that which was in part is done away. I want you to go to giving God praise for everything he's done for you. Everything he's going to do for you. You got a right to praise him. A man that preached to you tonight, Satan has swore that he would kill his life. Try to put all types of different diseases on him. Sarcoidosis, tick fever, all types of different things. But tonight you heard from a man of God 
that Satan tried his best to destroy. <laughs> but what God puts his hands on, the devil can do all he wants to. He can roar all he wants to, but I have to say that there was a line that was roaring tonight. And Satan is defeated. Brother Sam, we're a threat to him. We're a threat to him. I want you to look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, said, I'm a threat to Satan. You may be the weakest Christian in here, but you're a threat to Satan. Because the prophet said that when the weakest of Christians goes on their knees, hell trembles. I'd say hell has had some earthquakes tonight. Over and over and over. They're worried about San Andreas' fault. Hell is disturbed tonight. And we know where we're at. We know where we're at. Hallelujah. I can't wait for part two. Oh, the best is yet to come. Join us tomorrow evening. If there is a tomorrow, because I'm looking up tonight. It may come tonight, and I'm ready for it. I'd say the Eagles are ready for takeoff. But if there is a tomorrow at 6 o'clock, we invite you to come in the house of God. Where the Eagles are gathering. There's all types of Eagles in the natural that we're sighting. But I want you to look around. This is a gathering of the Eagles. And we are feeding on Eagles food. God is so good to us. Let us sing this evening as we prepare to dismiss. I'm getting ready to leave in the twinkling of an eye. Some people are building hopes down here, planning ahead. But as for me, my hopes are built on him. Oh, some people building hopes down here and planning ahead. So busy with their fortune, they forgot what Jesus said about the wars and earthquakes. Missed in the name of the Lord.
Bring 